0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, The Good Fight Podcast, this one covering season four, episode six, titled The Gang Offends Everyone. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Jack O'Keefe. Hello. Keen Cobb. Hello. And that is it. We are down Molly and down Tia, uh, but they will return for our next episodes.
1: Just the boys. Just
0: the boys. Uh, thankfully, right.
1: <laughs> the, thankfully, this episode doesn't go into any complicated
2: gender issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, of all the episodes for, oh, uh, yeah, for us to be alone on, uh, this is, this is this is a tough one. All right, uh, so let's hit those first impressions, Jack.
1: Uh, I think this is a tough episode. I think they took yeah. a big swing. Uh, with the, the the subject matter, sure, and and I think b- a very bold choice to like something we don't see a lot in the Good Fight, which is put their lawyers in like the I, I think the what the writers would consider the morally wrong position, right. yeah, that it is absolutely that like they are moving forward on this case, and even their own firm is like, no, you got to pull back. This yeah. is not good. And covering like the generational divide of like what justice on a large social scale meant to, you know, Adrian's generation versus like Luca's generation or even younger than Luca's generation, really like mm-hmm. more like Marissa's generation.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, But I think there are some missteps or, or at best, absolute best clumsiness sure that goes on assuming good faith of the writers uh i think there's some clumsiness in this Mm -hmm. episode
2: yeah keen
3: um i really like this episode because of the tenseness of it um Mm -hmm. because of how how walking on eggshells it really is and Mm -hmm. i love the the lead up to it uh the fact that like um bozeman went directly to the client which is like hey we're going to change up the strategy we're going to do something else right so like you're like all right cool okay and then when it gets revealed you're like huh yeah okay that's why i would have tried to do the same thing okay that makes sense (laughs) yeah um and i i I think this was like the perfect judge for this case uh because he's willing to listen and doesn't take shit which i appreciate i Mm -hmm. appreciate my Mm -hmm. judge I mean, as soon as like the race didn't come, he was just like, ah, okay. I'm sorry for Young, but that's, that's his character trait. Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we're going with. Okay, <laughs> cool. Ask the next question and remember <laughs> it. Yeah. So it was cool to see him like mm-hmm. process it really quickly.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tough stuff going, going through. Um, we'll have to give some time at the beginning of the next episode um, for, Tia and Molly to uh, chime in on the episode. Um, as far as my thoughts, yeah, tough stuff. Enjoyed it. Uh, Brickner, love seeing Meathead back as the back as the judge. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, always going to be.
1: Well, sorry, love seeing Lorraine Toussaint. If we're talking about guest stars, as the uh, opposing lawyer.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that was someone. Uh, what what is this person on?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, you would probably most know her from the second season of orange is the new black. Uh, she played V who was like the villain that season. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, she, absolutely. she is a,
1: she is a not unnotable actress. Okay. Who, it's surprising that it took them like 11 seasons to find the time to get her on the good verse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed her. Uh, the judge. Not as much. <laughs> you know, <'cause> she, <laughs> she loved an objection. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the Lucas stuff I thought was um, really interesting. Tia had said on a yeah. previous episode, uh, when it was just me and Tia, that she feels that Luca is being set up to leave the show. Uh, it, it absolutely feels that Luca is being set up to leave the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like David Lee's part in, in in that particular thread. As far as Adrian running for president, you know, as another person who seems to be being set up to leave uh leave the show of course mm-hmm. with the with the good fight it's not necessarily you can't really trust when you're being recruited for a political position in the good verse
1: absolutely <clears throat>
0: so we'll see where where that goes uh and yeah memo sixty six eighteen, 618 all in and loved the rachel drach uh guest spot oh yeah um, oh, she was like great. She so, was so perfectly great.
3: cast <laughs> as mm-hmm. this
0: as this particular type of person what i, I love what it. is
3: that car she was driving was that a pacer? <laughs> no, I, <don't>
0: <laughs> I have no idea.
3: Like um, it was so much fun. Great,
0: and the way she gets out of the car, I'm like, no, you idiots! I had him, <laughs> you know? and they're like, "What? I thought you were following us. I'm following him, and you got in the way." Um, <laughs> yeah, loved it. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about um, the the case a little bit more. Um, what thoughts have you got?
1: So, I think this. I this is the only episode that we've been going through that i've watched this like twice before this episode just to figure out because this is an episode that uh, i I wouldn't want to like speak lightly about or like right for sure uh be uncertain of uh because of all the pulled from the headlines stuff that we see in the good verse this feels like the one that is still like we don't have like the retrospective, like what was the morally right thing to think? We can't do like the newsroom thing of like, okay, we're going to write about stuff that happened two years ago and we're always going to be right about it. Yeah. You know? Uh, I I think that a lot of the language that's used is, feels like like clumsy in in a, in a entertainment package, uh, but is probably super realistic to the conversations that are happening in courtrooms. You know, these are, people these are boomers and above mm-hmm. debating yep. a uh, view of gender uh that exists among some boomers but it is far more prominent amongst the younger generations mm-hmm. and the this decision that is going to be affecting people who for are or until very recently were children mm-hmm. are these boomers who as i mean as the judge even says it's going off of stuff that he doesn't fully understand. And I think ultimately it is just a tragedy of how the infrastructure of this country is built by people and held on to and maintained by people who at worst have no interest in and at best aren't fully able to understand the matters affecting the youngest generation.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not an old person, but... Mm-hmm it's tough for for me to wrap my head around some of the the like the science stuff they're even talking about within within this episode uh like they have the experts on but yeah it's it's a we've used the word thick episode mm-hmm. many times this is a thick thread it's yeah. super <laughs> super thick thread within this one episode um king
3: i mean yeah you guys are saying pretty much everything is it's um I, I still it is very tough to like really like you said even understand because like I, for me, the part when they when they asked the difference between sex and gender, I was just growing up, you think it's the same thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, whatever. and then when they broke it down, I was just like, and I'm not gonna lie to you I probably should have watched it twice uh, but like as she was going through explaining, I'm sitting there really thinking about it, like, well yeah, if you so I kind of kind of took me away from the episode to really ponder that kind of like thought process um yeah it was I I applaud them at being brave enough to even think about writing something like this and just Mm -hmm. maybe that that might have been the reason why they kind of put them at that disadvantageous um position of being like maybe seen as a villain or the villainous team especially Mm -hmm. when it came to to like they they used they use the um, the the committee's rule against them or against the other the other competitor. Um, yeah, I, I think art like artistically for the show was great, but I think this is just an, uh, something that is going to take a long time for a lot of people to like really get on board with and to actually understand what's going on.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah I, I think any other
1: episode of this show you would have seen Sadie Limpton as. The client that the firm was working with because they are very clearly uh well there's a lot of wronged parties but they are clearly being scapegoated uh in a pretty vicious way Mm -hmm. you know uh to have to go on the stand uh be frequently be frequently misgendered within the court and then having to like to to testify to your own gender and the validity of your own gender in a federal court of law, like, it is a horrifying experience to be mm-hmm. put through, you know? Yeah. And would it be equivalent if the person who was the defendant would be, you know, put on the stand and say, so you say that you're black. That's interesting. Yeah. And then having to, yeah. like, defend that and be like, where's the science? Where's the math? You know, when uh, a lot, you know, of the many identities and the many different forms of, you know, prejudice there are, it it feels as though, and I think the show reflects this, that trans people are the ones who most frequently are like asked for a dissertation to their own existence on a regular basis, you know, and I think the show gets to that. And I think it makes a very, you know, the bold choice of having someone who we love like care about and like like at no point before this you know we've gotten indications that Adrian was certainly of his generation and nothing he does feels out of line with his character but it is just that disappointing thing of someone you look up to from another generation expressing the thoughts of that many people of that generation hold yeah. as truths. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh and then god the end with that poor girl Piper, like that's heartbreaking you know aware and, and even yeah it's expressed as much you know that he has to pick whose heart to break and it is it, it is maybe the most hollow victory yeah. in good verse history yeah because yeah this girl's going to the olympics but she tried to break a lot of hearts to get there
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and i think that brickner uh rob reiner does a pretty good job of um, uh, and you touched on this a minute ago, Jack. Uh, at the end, where he says, "Like I have to pick one," and I, I have to imagine that when you dream when you were a young girl and you dreamed of going to the Olympics, this is not how you saw it happening. Yeah, like that's that's rough. So yeah, yeah, she's feeling like yeah, I'm going to the Olympics, but even the judge is like, but look how you're going, like you know. Uh, and yeah. just from a storyline perspective, help me out. Uh, so they had delayed the trials or something uh, for mm-hmm. two months, which allowed the testosterone levels in Sadie to fall below their acceptable limits. But what was the mm-hmm. reason I was getting lost in Melanie's right. whole point?
1: Uh, Melanie as in the, the second girl,
0: uh, the first Ooh. one, uh, Adrian's okay. client. Uh,
1: what do you mean? Like her point, her,
0: uh, the, why wasn't she, why didn't she qualify? Oh well
1: she didn't qualify for the very base reason the 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 times that Sadie Limpton and um the girl at the end of the episode whose name I keep forgetting uh just had better Piper.
0: times. Yeah. Piper. Um, yeah. But she, but why was she suing?
1: She was suing, I think, because uh so from what it sounds like, again, the race thing was a last pivot. Right. So I think my suspicion is that from the beginning, it was just about it, okay, it was a trans focused issue that she got was suing because she did not feel that Sadie should have been allowed to compete on their team.
0: Got it, got it, okay. And then right. was willing
1: to throw someone she was much closer to under the bus, right? Or uh, something that was so far outside of her ability to control.
0: Yeah, and I think it's Adrian or Liz says, "Okay, you're willing to go to court again if it means Piper gets the boot." Yeah, and she's willing to go to the court again if it means Piper gets the boot. So she is kicking someone off the team, and all of the other stuff with Sadie. So wait, wait, man. but
3: y'all, but you're you're saying someone gets booted on the team, booted off the team. She's saying I'm getting put on the team. Right. So in her mind, I mean, it sucks, but at the same time. Cause like I think they were saying that the times, if I remember hearing them correctly, was about a tenth or even smaller a of, a, of second. a second, yeah, off.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so they're saying like she's saying, or what the client is saying is like I'm just as good, but because of the perceived perceived advantages <clears throat> um, that Sadie had, because um, because I think the doctor is even saying how like. Because uh, the character was born as a man, the I think they mentioned like the heart, the lungs, and like the limbs were like longer and like
2: yeah. I don't agree with yeah. that.
3: Yeah, but at the same time, if it's that, that much, and like I think it's a true thing when it comes to like high, they even said in the show when it comes to, like high level athleticism, that bit, mm-hmm. that little bit more is is could be all the the whole difference. Okay. Oh. You know, I, you,
1: I'm i I'm watching Super Mario Brothers speed speedruns all the time. I know how cold it is. That if you lose a f- crucial frame, you're not hitting that world record.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Jack gets it.
0: All right. Okay. Um, all right, then let's move on, to, unless there's more, uh, and then we can open this I, up to I Molly do and
1: think Tia later. The last point I want to make on this arc is that I, I do think it's a very interesting exploration, if not a success successful one of the intersectionality of prejudice and issues like this, because there is absolutely a way to frame it. And what Adrian very smartly tries to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: as a black girl trying to take a place that was given to a white girl. Mm-hmm. Uh and that that there is inherent prejudice. And that is something that you see time and time again in reality and makes sense. And it gets a lot more complicated when you frame it as another truth, which is a cisgender girl trying to take the place of a trans girl yeah um I, I think that's something that this felt like the only episode of this show i've ever watched that like oh this needed another half hour <laughs> Like, this needed <laughs> yeah. some more time to really give it an encompassing for you because usually the show is so good at finding a complex thing and like just really getting it like bite-sized down to you know, a lot of what you need to know, but I think this was just, they, they tried to take on so much at once that yeah. as interesting as it is, uh, it it could have used more time.
0: Yeah, they use their musical short in uh, another thread. Yeah. All right, let's hit uh, Luca, who is spending, <laughs> spending money she ain't got.
2: <laughs> she's uh, got a
3: Birkin. <laughs> she's got a Birkin, people. Wait, absolutely. Go ahead. I'm I- I was gonna say the one thing with this and like throughout this whole episode, even in the previous episode, it's just like how bad are people's doors? Because why are all these random boxes just ending up right in private areas? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So when Luca did the whole box thing, I'm like, who the fuck gave her this bag? How did they but I realized mm-hmm. she bought the bag, it came in. But like um the 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 I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's being discriminatory or not, but, like, the, the British side of the poshness of of, of uh, the actress kind of showed a little bit when she first had the bag.
2: It's mm-hmm. like <laughs> someone's
3: drinking a coffee. just, Mm-mm, no, that's sliding <laughs> over. And then when the woman recognized it, it's almost uh, nowhere near money-wise. It was almost like when a sneakerhead sees another sneakerhead but, like, appreciates what they're wearing, <laughs> you give that nod, and look. And then when she, like, mm-hmm. walked down the steps with it just hanging. And mm-hmm. uh, I love seeing Marissa go crazy because – and then I think they called her, like, a walking atlas or something. Like, how did – of course you know about fucking Birkenbags. She knows about everything. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is a bit from this season or even previous season. But, like, how do you know about that? How do you know about that? And she's like, I do. I am I just I know, pay thanks. attention. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this whole thing was cool. And then seeing <clears throat> the best and seeing Liz just walk in, like – <laughs> yeah. so yeah. cool
0: and i are saying like oh we got it at a sample sale
3: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. do they have any
0: more come on uh twenty thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars is bad cost <laughs> and they, apparently they go up in value what the hell Ridiculous.
1: Yeah. that's what i right? love i love whenever i'm watching a tv show and i hear someone mentioned or better yet had bring on a Birkin bag. I get so excited because I know (laughs) that we're talking money. It's gonna get (laughs) heated. You know, I think it is just such a great like symbol of status, uh especially when utilized in entertainment, because it's a you know it's a very real thing. And it's not like silly. Like it's not a ridiculous thing. You know, there are far more ridiculous things to spend that much money on. Uh Mm -hmm. but like I had never even heard of a Birkin I think even when I watched this episode the first time uh, and then I would have like, I very in the past couple of years watched all of Gilmore girls and a Birkin also comes up in that. Mm. Uh, and it's also like a whole thing.
0: I think this is my first Birkin.
1: Okay. Once yeah. again, if you watch enough TV, eventually you're going to see Birkins on Birkins. I guess yeah. it's a big topic of conversation. At least, yeah, at least
0: called out that I right. remember. Um, uh, First time podcasting Birkins, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, welcome welcome so- to Birkincast.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just uh, three guys, all Birkins. <laughs> this, they're like, there's diff- like the cool, like, uh, I love the, the little tidbits they had about it. How like Marissa knew that if it was fake, the studs could screw off. And I'm like, how do you? And then the swivel, the swivel closure. I'm like, I thought mm-hmm. I was crazy for knowing like how a certain shoe feels when you're playing basketball i'm like no nah, everybody got that bit of crazy we're like whatever you're into you're fucking into it you know shit that you should probably reserve that space for other important inf- information but you're like no fuck it i need it for that so mm-hmm. i guess
0: yeah marissa gives luca the advice of talking to david lee uh mm-hmm. she's like he's an asshole but he will help you with this money because there's a point where she is trying to guess how much she's like oh 5,000. 400,000, a thousand, you know, and just keeps, oh my God, it's a million. Uh, so yeah, talk to David Lee. He's an asshole, but he will help you making sure that the whole taxing thing is done right. He lives for this shit. Uh, so she does, she goes and talks to David Lee, 1.5 million. And he's just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, how much did you win? 1.5 million. And immediately he's like, straight in mm-hmm. uh, And then he starts getting to like, uh, when, w- where do you have the money right now? And she's like, uh, I don't really have it and then he just really rains on her parade very very quickly with with very good points though um yeah uh that he he works with rich people he sees them all the time and they're cheap they don't pay mm-hmm. for anything uh so good luck getting the money but if you do get it don't buy anything and of course mm-hmm. we already know she got that birkin
1: she's got a birkin luca's got, got a birkin, birkin.
0: <laughs> Look, yeah uh, other stuff that you enjoyed throughout this thread.
3: Um, was a, Go ahead. I was I was gonna say uh, this is like near the end of it, but like I thought it was really cool for them to keep it in. I don't know if it was a messed up take or whatever, but like when she was co- doing the collecting, like literally, she was swapping out phones. I guess she had to get <laughs> yeah. them at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but when she was just like, uh, "Yeah, pay it. I'm gonna call her next." Blah blah blah. And I don't know if David said anything or not, but she's on the phone, like like the camera shot is is, is Bianca and David off to, off in the distance. And they kind of look at each other and like laugh. And she does like a collapsing laugh like you <laughs> fucked up a take. Because she's <laughs> yeah. just like, she like kind of drops a little bit and her, they kept it. And you saw David laugh too, which was really cool.
0: I gotta go back and watch that. They,
1: they do that sometimes. There's, there's a really great one in The Good Wife where I think they've just told Alicia that they're considering her for partner. They give her some really good news. And she walks out, and she, like, hits her leg
2: hard oh, yeah. against one of the <laughs> yeah. chairs and, like, trips ow. over a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah. And uh, Josh Charles, who plays Will Garner, just starts cracking yeah. up. And they left yeah. it in because yeah, it's even,
0: great, and it's true to his characters. She does do that, too, right? She's like, ow! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was one in the good fight uh, earlier, one of the earlier seasons, where the presidential seal or whatever the seal was falls down. And yeah. they're like, Oh, yeah! yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's one of my favorite trademarks
3: of this show yeah um oh, yeah my bad uh pre- previous uh, um the previous episode the chair was that a bit or was that supposed to happen every time coon sat down the chair dropped oh. like,
2: right.
3: <laughs> I honestly don't know <laughs> they might have just had yeah. a broken chair and I'm like, got ah, that's
1: what we got
0: yep we'll work with it um <laughs> uh, yeah. So the other parts that that are happening here is uh, she's keeping that money. Bianca says mm-hmm. she's got the money, and they go out to dinner, and Bianca is treating her as if she has the money. And so this mm-hmm. this meal is thirty two hundred dollars plus, mm-hmm. and Luca is just not saying anything, not not bringing it up. Um, so mm-hmm. David Lee jumps in. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not his place to do so, but somebody needed
2: to.
1: As as someone who spent a lot of my twenties. 20s trying to uh, keep up going on nights out with people that were making more money than me or uh, came, grew up in much nicer houses than me. Who? Howdy.
2: <laughs> Do you yeah. know
1: that feeling? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll get this one and I will put it on my ever growing credit card that mm-hmm. is solely made of debt that I am <laughs> trying to make friends.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Bianca does the whole phone swapping thing, as Keen said, going through the process of uh, collections and Get David, worked. it worked out with David, got the money, and Luca goes home. And there's a Oops. box of cash, <laughs> you know, a box of money on her bed, uh, which, come on. I know, you know, the street where Luca lives looks pretty nice and everything, but I don't care how nice your neighborhood is, you don't leave a box of $1.5 million on your bed.
3: Yeah. How do they get in?
0: Hey, rich people, yeah. man. <laughs>
3: Man, yeah. They'd be living
0: wild. A visitor drop it off?
1: You, um, you got enough money. You can hire any locksmith you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. I live here. Here's 20 bucks, and mm-hmm. you're in. That's all it takes, right? Uh, and then she does. She goes to uh, David Lee. Thank you, David. Uh, Luca, I get 10% of any money that you make because I manage it. That's why I did what I did. It's I like, was going to say, all right, Mar- David.
1: <laughs> Marissa says he lives for the shit. He also does get paid for
0: it. Yeah. Yeah um and when she was talking to David Lee about it she says uh is it taxable and she, she's he's like yeah but there but there are ways of getting around that uh, are they legal uh they're rarely prosecuted
3: <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> love that part
0: all right okay let's go the legal way uh and that's that thread anything well actually that's the thread in story story um story wise how are you feeling about luca and bianca's relationship because they they have those kind of tension moments um it seems like everything is okay Luca just doesn't like talking about the money and mm. Bianca is just like cool but get over it I got money <laughs> you know now you got so
3: some. I think
1: at, at the risk of spoiling the next episode we don't see a ton of Bianca in the finale of the season so this is the last re- real big moment we see of these two okay and i I think it solidifies for me i say that because it it sort of helps me make my argument in that bianca is luca's um uh roland blum uh where that we sort of saw maya get pulled away from the law because it's easier to have power you can do what you want if you just fuck the rules have power Mm -hmm. um Luca, it's less of a moral thing and more just like, you work all the time and you have to care for so many people. Yeah. But if you have money, all of that stress floats away. And you get to question whether or not you're going to buy a resort. So I think this is the... uh, My theory, and I'll get into this when we're making locks for the next season. I think this is the second example of a character realizing that while they find morality and like noble worth in fighting the titular good fight mm-hmm. rewards for fighting that fight are few and far between yeah and that they are going to go towards what they are rewarded for yeah you know i think this is a show about not even necessarily how hard it is to be a good person in today's america but the fact that like it is a shit job it's a thankless yeah. labor to be a yeah. good person yeah
2: well
0: said Anything to add, Keen? Uh,
3: I, I do like that theory of um, of ways to. I I, I thought he was going to say her fairy godmother, which I mean, kind of was <laughs> yeah. either way. Um, and because uh, at first I didn't like seeing, it's weird. It's like I like I like having friends. No, but like I like seeing friends together because <laughs> like you could see like the love, the inside stories, the inside jokes is great. Sure. Um, but to to fabric not fabricate, but to put two people together who both say I have a hard time making friends mm-hmm. is a tough watch here and there because they're kind of like bumping heads. But it's cool to see um, to see from that 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 position of like basically two dorks trying to get along. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> one yeah. happens to be rich and the other one happens to be not as rich now. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And that you got to work at it, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that we are raised our whole lives just making incidental friends. But after a certain age, like you got to find someone you find a connection with and you got to work for it, but not in a way that's too weird. There's like weird unspoken rules about how hard you're supposed to fight (laughs) for a friendship. Mm -hmm. It's tough and it sucks. Mm -hmm. So at least, you know, be like Luca and find a friend who has a shitload of money.
0: Yeah, we'll do. So my to do list. Uh, all right, let's move over to the DNC. And the gist here is they want to recruit Adrian to run for president in 2024, and he's concerned that Charlotte Hazelwood, Judge Charlotte Hazelwood, is a liability. Your thoughts?
3: As he should be. He should be worried. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Shady way, as shit. For real. And then when, when she was going down the list, that's probably like since Tuesday or something. Like it wasn't, <laughs> Yeah, she yeah she's definitely that more. Yeah, um, I, it was cool to like, <laughs> it was cool that like, I love when when like really cool people don't know how cool they are. And that was a perfect mm-hmm. spot. Him in the office like, I'm here to help, you know, whatever, uh, yeah, how, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would love to help you. And they're like, tell me we want you. And was like, uh. <laughs> and, and so the, the realization of like, oh shit, y'all think, that much like it's, it's it's cool to cool to see that um and then if you really look at his stats like within the verse he doesn't sound bad like as yeah. a mm-hmm. possible candidate honestly yeah. uh, the the lawyer thing the like he, he they broke it down um fighting for like racial justice uh against police brutality you're you're tall yeah yeah
0: they bring up the And this is the other interesting thing as someone uh, who has raced through this show for the first time and Mm -hmm. catching up time wise to our own reality, where they mentioned the 2020 race and talking about the field of candidates, you know, the most diverse field of candidates that the DNC has ever put up. And then, of course, by the end, it's not at all yeah uh, it's a you know it's it's a yeah. it's a few white guys um so hearing that kind of them talk about that and also saying the things you know are reality and uh where they have him run but they're like we don't expect you to win <laughs> we just we just want you to we want you there and we want to groom yeah. you um and get you to iowa which you know is its own thing because <laughs> Uh, after i watched this episode i even even tweeted because they keep talking about the dnc keeps talking about changing the order of the primaries so the iowa caucus is always always first and then you have like new hampshire uh, and just like the whitest of white states uh, that that are always first deciding who the candidates are which is why you end up a lot of times when you have a very diverse field, you, you end up with a field of very white candidates because mm-hmm. the, the more diverse candidates are not getting chosen. They're not making it that far because of the order of the primaries and a very select group of people picking them. Anywho, uh, they want him to run, but don't expect him to, to win. Uh, and he's, he says that he's, he took care of the issue I don't know. I can
3: guess I, we'll see. Can I can I swing back to one thing that was said that like, of course, or two things. I said? one, the fact that like Frank was like, "Hey, tell no one." Next scene. Guess what <laughs> yeah. they told you? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the fact that like this this writing is super clairvoyant, and that they use the name. He was like, "Yeah, did you help with like uh, uh, Kamala?" And she was like, "No, yeah. oh, wait. Did I say her? I might have said her name right. Hold on, Kamala." Kamala. Kamala Kamala Kamala, Kamala he yeah. said Kamala and she was like it's mm-hmm. yeah like say it right get her like say her fucking name right like <laughs> yeah. the fact that it was there really quickly and now like yeah that's the vice president get her fucking name right which I still cannot apparently so
1: I I do think Sorry, it's BP. interesting and I, I don't know if it's fully for it was like foresight and retrospect at the same time that they were like and you're not a prosecutor so you don't have the Kamala problem because I think the yeah. DNC said Kamala, which is like yeah they did oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean you didn't know that was the friends president you're talking about. It's my
2: friends that you're talking
0: about Kamala. Well, I, I think Kamala. I think they still, still would have
1: had. They still would have had that line uh, if Kamala uh, had been president. President at that point, Lord knows they don't really. They never really pulled punches with Hillary. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and this is probably around the same time that that one. Uh, guy, I can't remember who it was. One senator, uh, was blasted for purposely,
3: yeah, purposely messing mis- up her name, her name. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, he says I'm in. Took care of the issue. Did he?
3: I don't think he did. He don't. I don't.
0: <laughs> think so.
1: But also, he like I think he knows that like they're not asking him to be, you know, they they're not ask they're not expecting him to be a Hillary Clinton. They're expecting him to be like a a Julian Castro. <laughs> yeah, like. Like that's the, they're, they're lucky if he, you know, goes the Cory Brooker distance Mm -hmm. or, or if he gets, you know, that Jay Inslee spot or something. I I don't think the DNC has any huge plans for him.
0: Yeah. Oh God. It would be so interesting to see how far, like if in the next episode or in season five, Mm -hmm. how much, depending on how much he's going to be in the show, uh, if they, pull him for this and how much they, they cover it, like how far he would actually get. Well, I guess it wouldn't be the next season if we're talking about 2024, since they do. Yeah. 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 Well, I just want to see some of the process. It, I want to see a little the bit of the grooming. Is, if
1: the good verse is still going in 2028, I'm sure we'll get a, a background <laughs> MSNBC <laughs> shot mm-hmm. of him polling, okay. All
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: right.
1: All right, yeah, then let's I don't, move on. I think the Chicago is the only part of the Midwest that's ready for Adrian Bozeman.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's hit memo six eighteen. My favorite storyline. Mm-hmm. How you feeling?
1: Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling feeling worried. They're getting close. They're they're making mm-hmm. moves. Yeah. They're they're coming for the visitor. Yeah. You know? And
0: we got Dratch Dratch yeah. on the scene. And we got kind of an answer. Yeah. The uh, White A House very... Office of uh, Legal Counsel.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: EOJ, and it's like one of those things where uh in a time travel thing like when they're looking for or back to the future um mm-hmm. h- how biff got all his winnings and look over here here's the uh um <laughs> here's the book or what's the, other the almanac one? yeah or the the observers in fringe uh where they're like mm-hmm. they show them in all of the you know big events kinds of things yeah. uh so this memo 618 is like look Here's him saying it. Look, here's him saying it. Look, here it is written down on FDR's uh, notepad uh, saying like, yeah, we'll in, do an internment camp for the Japanese during World War II. Yeah. Sure. Why not? There's no law. Let's just do this. And that's the gist here, uh, which they do in the musical intro or not the intro, but the uh, musical, um, what the hell is the, What am I trying to say? The song. Interlude. <laughs> Interlude. The short. Uh, yeah, there we go. Musical short that the office of legal counsel for the department of justice, which kind of works for the president uh, more or less is they come up with preliminary, like a fake something that acts as a law, but it's not a law.
3: A placeholder law. Yes. Yeah. And I, I love that to me, this is like the most American thing ever It's Mm -hmm. something there, but not really, but yeah. So should I be worried? No, of course not. It's not real, but we know about it. But what do you, it's, yeah, the fact that he said it, it's a, what do you say? It's a mystery rather than an enigma in a fog. Made a fuck,
2: yeah.
0: Made a fuck, yeah. Uh I mean the thing mm-hmm. that I because I'm super into this storyline, I want to know more and more about it. And I'm again, I'm pissed that, you know, we've only got one more episode in the season, and knowing mm-hmm. the good fight, it's probably going to be dropped after that. Um is how does that impact these cases? How does that impact mm-hmm. the the guy who uh is your ass? Your ass, your ass called. Mm -hmm. You called your ass. Uh, How does that? How does this impact that guy? How does this impact uh, the visitor, Uh, the the person before Adrian who was ringing the stock market bell? Like all of these, all of these things. Um, uh, The the woman with the restaurant, they they tore that down. That's what kind of got Mm -hmm. the memo. Six eighteen deal. What is what is the law there?
3: What's going on? I call that. I call that just the umbrella boys club rule. I, I think it's mm-hmm. like, a, yeah, it's just literally a get out of jail free card. It's just like, oh, no, you can't do that here. Take that. Mm, no, I don't want to shoot 618. Uh. And it, just from having like the connections, like almost like maybe I would say if the mob were like a bunch of dorks that had money growing up and they, they just wear sweaters all the time. Something like yeah. that. <laughs> okay
0: yeah so i guess the the musical shorts uh and in the episode a little bit they kind of detail that uh where president makes a phone call um and we know if we know anything about this president he's all about favors people doing things Mm -hmm. for him him doing things for other people all quid pro quo sorts of sorts of shit so if you are rich and powerful enough you can get on the, the horn with the president or somebody close to the president or the DOJ and say, I need this. I need this building. It's in the way, this restaurant is in the way we have this court case going on. Boom. Memo 618. It's office of legal counsel says that this has to happen kind of, kind of stuff, whatever it's fucked up. I don't like it, but I love the storyline. Um, it was a fun move at lunch when Julius meets him mm-hmm. and they kind of sandwich him in there.
1: Uh, I think f- smart misdirection to like play the intimidation tactic to try mm-hmm. to, you know, unsettle him into hopefully not noticing that he was being followed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And the chase scene was pretty funny, <laughs> especially when she gets out pretty great. Oh yeah.
1: And I love the whole thing of like, no, he's not driving he's not intentionally driving crazy. He's just driving like someone who's never gotten a ticket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or never worried about a
3: ticket anyway. Mm-hmm. Or like me playing uh GTA. Playing <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and Shuck has her retro dress's character, her entire apartment is files. Mm -hmm. and the reason she has all of those is she says because court cases were disappearing so i keep paper copies of everything and she's a stenographer she says to diane you've seen me at least 12 times (laughs) uh i'm a a court stenographer and she's like oh yes yes i have seen you now i remember uh yeah so i don't know any other other thoughts
1: I think that's that's all I got for this one.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, Julius does Her quote. Form of entertainment is a uh, popcorn and old. You know. <laughs> uh,
0: Julius does quote proverbs there when he says, "When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evil doers." And yeah, that's what we're seeing. So.
1: Yeah, amazing that that quote ended up in this show and not their other show.
0: <laughs> yet
1: yes. uh i know
0: right after I'm this episode, for that crossover that's right yeah. right after this episode i'm definitely going to be going up and watching uh the first episode of season two of evil oh um, that's good and i just want to say to people that are listening to this uh we are recording I, the kings, the et kings. <laughs> yeah at <laughs> all uh that we are recording this on june 20th Twenty the year mm-hmm. 2021 we are a few days removed from the season premiere of the good fight season five on tuesday at the 22nd we are recording our season seven coverage as well mm-hmm. or, i'm sorry episode seven episode seven coverage as well as our stone cold locks episode where all of us all five of us mm-hmm. for for the first time will be presenting our predictions for season five of the good fight uh, and what you have to understand is we have recorded something like thirty episodes yeah. <laughs> in, in the last months. like in six months or six weeks or so. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been quite a quite a ride, mm-hmm. um, but it'll be nice that everybody will be on the same playing uh, same playing field, um, working from the same information. Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. And that we get to go from recording
1: six hours a week to one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, CBS, uh, or excuse me, Paramount Plus, for sticking Mm -hmm. with that episodic week and episode, episode a week model, uh, because that really gives us a a nice little break. uh, And then we'll have a year. (laughs) 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 Uh, We'll probably do some uh, special episodes like we do in other podcasts where we do um, spinoff pitches, Mm-hmm. Uh, and things like that, uh, but that'll be down the line. Let's get season four done first. Uh, any well, I mean, straight we thoughts?
1: Got, we could. Uh, we can always, you know, record uh, fourteen hours a week. Catch up on all the good way. <laughs> we, <could do> <laughs> yeah. we got. Uh, yeah. We got our. We got our evil podcast. We can start kicking up, so we're yeah. ready for season three. We yeah. could be the world's only brain dead podcast.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: uh, I, I like the idea of just changing to. Uh, the good verse in my opinion the good Mm -hmm. verse podcast Um, uh because if i I would absolutely do uh evil uh that Mm. that could be really fun Uh, especially since we'll have so much time but doing the good 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 wife (laughs) there is like like a thousand episodes episodes. (laughs) so much all right uh to finish up this one before we get the winners and losers any straight thoughts All right. Let's hit those uh, losers. King.
3: Uh, Shit. Uh, I think the loser the loser in this episode is probably probably the same losers in the other episode. Um, The three women who lost all the jobs, not the jobs. I'm sorry. lost all the money to to Luca Mm -hmm. because it's time to collect. Yeah, we had fun at the beach, but like, hey, uh knock 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 Where that money at? so yeah they're definitely uh a continuance a yeah continuance, mm-hmm. uh continuance losers
0: yeah now it's time to pay jack
3: uh
1: it's a tough one I, I thought i had thought about this but i guess i hadn't thought about it as much as i thought i hadn't i'm just talking so that i can get more thinking time <laughs> uh I mean, God, we've talked about so much stuff so that I forgot what we're talking about. Um, that poor fucking girl that's not going to get to go to the Olympics. Piper. Uh, Piper uh, over that testosterone policing bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's horrible. What a fucking horrible thing to do to someone. Yeah. Like it is, Like is, I'm great. You get to go to the Olympics, but like, I don't know, fuck man. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just an empath at heart. I hate when people <laughs> call themselves empaths, but I, I, I do not think I could... Have made the same choice she made yeah seriously You're like i deserve to go to the olympics more than this person because of their body yeah not a choice yeah. they made not anything not else their just times there exactly yeah
0: yeah and like that's like you didn't have the better time <laughs>
1: you know it's yeah. like, all right
0: um,
2: she,
1: yeah, she went from prejudice to like i mean no she's the loser the 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 defendant's the loser as far as like person who is a loser you (laughs) went from just being transphobic to just fucking over someone it sounds like you were close to Mm -hmm. like you you are not like there's no good there there's no good there yeah
2: yeah
0: um piper was my loser i'm gonna go with my Mm -hmm. backup which is the visitor uh he, he he has a couple thorns in his side as as he puts it and i'm hoping in season seven um Those thorns draw blood. So Mm -hmm. Uh, episode seven. God damn it. Uh, It feels like
3: seven seasons. That's how much we've been watching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Winners, Jack. Uh,
1: Winners, uh, I got to give it up to Rachel Dratch because she now has Diane Lockhart as an ally. Right. And that's a win. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: If you want to get something done, having Diane Lockhart on your side is a pretty good step forward. Yeah,
0: for sure
3: keen uh gotta give it to luca uh she went home Oh <sighs> yeah, yeah. She, she was at work and then she came home uh to 1.5 million on her bed chilling i mean that mm-hmm. i can't even fathom like that's yeah and the fact that she laid there for a second and the camera just stayed on her and just sprayed the money on her face like oh my god this is oh of course absolutely
0: yeah. yeah uh both great winners both uh, on my list uh i'm gonna go with sadie uh Sadie yeah. sadie's still going to the olympics in spite of all of the uh bullshit that's that's happening around her mm-hmm. um that is our episode uh, as i said we're recording on tuesday the 22nd so if you have any predictions for the good fights season five if you want to mail those to hello at xroadscomedy.com. um We'll uh, we'll maybe talk about those on on Tuesday yeah. nights. Um, I'm not going to yeah put put subject line the good fight so I know not to yeah. open them and read them until after I finished uh, episode seven. All and right. if you're
1: the kings and you just want to send us those screener <laughs> links, you can send us those screener <laughs> links. That's no problem. That's yeah. I used to get good fight screener links and now we don't anymore because Bustle fired me. And that's not my fault. <laughs> that's not my fault. I should still get those screener links. Apple TV gives me those screener links. I haven't written professionally about television for two years, but I've already seen the first two episodes of Ted Lasso season two. Yeah. And Paramount Plus can get in on that. That's
2: and now I'm you're saying.
0: podcasting about television. You know, po- so, that's press. That's notable. That's worthy. There you go. Thank all God, right. Gandhi. <laughs> Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Molly and
2: Tia from afar. Thank you all for listening. See you in a couple of days. Bye.